Section six of History of New Brunswick. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. History of New Brunswick by Peter Fisher. Section six. Fredericton. Fredericton is situated in the county of York on the west side of the river St. John on an extensive flat opposite the Nashwalk formerly called St. Anne's Point. The river forms an elbow in front of the town, and the hills encircle the plain and approach the river about two miles above the town, leaving a spot of low land nearly four miles in length and in places over a mile in breadth. The town is laid out in squares of eighteen lots containing one quarter of an acre each. The streets cross at right angles. Those that run parallel with the river are more than a mile in length, and are in places considerably well built up. The houses are all of wood and of different heights. The inhabitants are the descendants of the Loyalists who came to the province at the close of the American Revolution, with a mixture of Europeans and Americans. Fredericton being the seat of government, contains besides a residence for the lieutenant governor, a provincial hall, where the supreme courts and general assemblies are held. This building contains a spacious room for the supreme courts, with several jury rooms, a council chamber, and an assembly room, with other apartments and conveniences for the legislative body. Adjoining this building are the offices of the surveyor general and secretary of the province. The other public buildings are a handsome square of barracks with a parade in front, where part of a regiment of foot are usually quartered. Barracks and storehouses for a company of royal artillery, with other buildings for the use of the troops. A county courthouse, which also serves for a market, a small commodious church in a sightly situation, two neat chapels, one belonging to the Baptists and the other to the Methodists, a Catholic chapel in progress, a jail, and a building occupied as a college till another one on an enlarged scale can be erected, a poorhouse in the vicinity of the town on a liberal scale, and a meeting-house belonging to a number of persons composed of Congregationalists and other seceders from the Kirk of Scotland. Government House is situated a little above the upper part of the town on a convenient, pleasant site, but having been a long time without a settled family it was when Sir Howard Douglas came to the province considerably out of order. It wants a wing to be added to make it uniform with other improvements, for although when the house was built for Governor Carleton it was on a liberal scale, considering the state of the province at that time, it has been suffered to remain without enlargement while the country is rapidly advanced. It is, therefore, at present, neither sufficiently spacious or splendid for the governor's residence. The same observations may apply to the province hall, which, although always too low to make a good appearance or allow a good council chamber, was a good building considering the state of the country and want of revenue at the time it was erected, but is now too small and plain considering the great increase of the population and trade of the province. Public buildings speak much, though silently, 
for the public spirit, taste, and importance of a country. They should, therefore, always be on such an enlightened scale as not to be a prejudice to it. One general observation may be made on all the public edifices in Fredericton, which is that being uniformly low they make a flat appearance, which is peculiarly striking to a stranger coming from countries where buildings are more elevated. Probably there are few finer situations for a town than the site on which Fredericton is built. A beautiful river glides majestically in front of a spacious plain, bounded by hills of gentle acclivity, possessing elegant sites for seats and buildings on commanding situations. On the opposite side of the river the Nashwak rolls its tribute to the St. John and adds much to the beauty of the situation. Abundance of excellent water is everywhere found, with a soil peculiarly well adapted for forming gardens, walks, etc., with a pure, healthy atmosphere. From the hills which skirt the town, the river can be seen to a great distance winding through the country till it is lost among the distant islands. Fredericton being at the head of the sloop, navigation is the main depot for goods from the seaboard. It is about eighty-five miles from the sea, and surrounded by a large extent of country which is fast settling. The River St. John is about three-quarters of a mile wide in front of the town, and extends upwards of four hundred miles above it. The surrounding country possesses an excellent soil, and abounds in valuable timber, and as the whole of the trade to and from the upper country must pass Fredericton, a great part of it must, of course, center there, and consequently, as the country becomes fully settled, Fredericton must improve, and from its situation remain the great central emporium of the province. Fredericton contains a printing office and a public library, with the following public institutions. 1. A branch of the Society for Promoting Christian Knowledge. 2 the Bible Association of Fredericton and its vicinity. 3. A branch of the Methodist Missionary Society. 4. The Fredericton Emigrant Society. This society was formed at Fredericton in 1819 for the relief of destitute strangers, being the first institution of that kind formed in the province. It expended large sums in that and the following year, and besides relieving the temporary necessities of great numbers of destitute emigrants, enabled many of them to settle on new land, who are now in comfortable independent circumstances. It is not at present in active operation, but has funds to a considerable amount. 5. The New Brunswick Agricultural and Emigrant Society this is a provincial institution having branches in the different counties, the General Society being established at Fredericton. 6. A branch of the Society for Improving the Breed of Horses and Cattle, and a Savings Bank. Fredericton was formed by Governor Carleton in 1785, shortly after the division of the province from Nova Scotia, and being considered the most eligible and central situation, was made the permanent seat of government. 
The policy of this measure has been questioned by many who overlook the general good of the country for partial advantages. Much jealousy has always existed among the citizens of St. John in particular in regard to this selection. Prejudices in favor of our own land, religion, institutions, etc., must always be expected, and to a certain degree it would show a want of attachment not to feel their influence. But then it must be remembered that when we allow our own interest to blind our reason, we are prone to view what concerns us with a partial eye. It is so with a person who is being settled at the seaboard goes but seldom out of sight of the harbor, but from what is passing before his eyes concludes his town is the only place of consequence in the country. And as nature has made it the great mart for the imports and exports of the interior, it must of course be likewise the only place fit for the seat of government, and everything else of consequence in the province. But when a person whose mind is above these mercenary considerations, and enlarged to see the general good of the country, casts his eye on the map of the province, he will find that if the situation was as good a few miles farther up, it would still be more central. For Fredericton is only eighty-five miles from the sea, at the lower extremity of the county of York, which extends upwards to the Canada line about two hundred miles. The large county of Northumberland joins York on the north and northeastward, and comprises all the land from Westmoreland, along the Gulf and River of St. Lawrence, till it likewise joins Canada. These two counties form more than two-thirds of the whole province, and will no doubt each require to be divided into two or more counties, when they become more fully settled. Consequently, the seat of government is at present in the most eligible place for the general convenience of the inhabitants of the province at large than any other situation that possibly could be selected. Diverging as from a common center, the distance of the routes from Fredericton to the most important parts of the province are nearly equal, viz., to St. John is about eighty-five miles, passing four counties in the distance, to St. Andrews, the frontier town, about ninety miles, to Northumberland, about the same distance, to Fort Cumberland in Westmoreland, about one hundred and forty miles, and to Madawaska, the upper settlement of the Great Road to Canada, about the same distance. In time of war, its situation for a military depot is excellent, as from the direction of the routes just mentioned, the different accessible parts of the province could be easily succored from here than any other station, and if reinforcements should have to pass through the province to Canada during the winter season. Fredericton and the Great Falls would always form their situation, be the natural depots for troops, stores, etc. Neither if magazines were formed at this place could there be more danger of their being surprised and taken than at any of the seaports, for it is nearly one hundred miles from an enemy's frontier, and there must be a great want of vigilance if any body of men, sufficient to make an impression, should be allowed to approach without opposing effectual resistance, or, at the worst, taking such measures as should disappoint them. The importance of good accommodations for troops marching to Canada, at Fredericton, 
and the upper parts of the River St. John, was well ascertained during the last war, and should not soon be lost sight of. In short, as nature has given St. John and the other seaports advantages that cannot be taken from them, so Fredericton, from its central situation, possesses advantages peculiar to itself. Instead, therefore, of indulging in such partial jealousies, every encouragement should be given to such towns as they contribute to the improvement of the interior of a country from whence most of the resources that support the seaports are drawn. Fredericton is slowly increasing in buildings and improvements. It has a considerable share in the lumber trade, for which it is well situated. Shipbuilding has also lately been commenced, and will probably be prosecuted to considerable extent, as there are no want of good situations for launching, and abundance of timber. If the main streets in Fredericton had been laid out to follow the windings of the river, they would have formed an agreeable curve. The squares could then have been kept uniform in width, and the main streets could have continued without a jog the whole length of the town, which would be a great improvement to the looks of the place. St. Andrews The frontier town of New Brunswick lies nearly opposite Robinstown in the state of Maine. It is a small, pleasant seaport in the county of Charlotte, being situated near the River St. Croix, on a narrow strip of low land fronting the Bay of Passamaquoddy, with a range of hills in the rear. It has two principal streets running parallel with the water, which are intersected by cross streets at right angles. The principal streets are well built up, and the town contains 2,268 inhabitants, according to the census taken in 1824. It is conveniently situated for the fishing trade, as the waters abound with cod, haddock, pollock, and numbers of other fish, and there are numbers of small islands nearly within view of the harbor, very suitable for prosecuting the fishery to advantage. It carries on a considerable trade in exporting squared and sawed lumber, and in shipbuilding. Thirteen vessels were registered in the port of St. Andrews in 1824, amounting to 3,633 tons, all of which had been built in the county, besides about 590 tons, not included in the above amount. It contains a neat church belonging to the establishment, and a commodious kirk, built at the sole expense of Mr. Christopher Scott, and presented by him to the members of the Kirk of Scotland. It has also a grammar school, a courthouse, and jail, a printing office with a number of fine private buildings. Here is likewise a chamber of commerce, a savings bank, a Bible society, an agricultural and emigrant society for the county, with other public institutions for promoting the temporal and spiritual welfare of the inhabitants. St. Andrews being situated on the frontiers of the province, within view of the American territories, is a place of great importance in the event of a rupture with the United States. Considerable works were erected here during the last war, which are now much gone to decay. 
A few troops are, however, usually stationed here. At the commencement of the last troubles with America, an agreement was wisely entered into between the magistrates of this place and the American authorities in its immediate vicinity to abstain from mutual hostilities, which was strictly observed during the war to the mutual advantage of both parties, who were thereby delivered from the horrors of a predatory, murderous warfare equally distressing to both nations. St. Andrews, being the shire town of the important county of Charlotte, is silently rising into importance, and will no doubt, from its many natural advantages, always maintain its rank among the principal towns of this province. End of section 6. Recording by Roger Moline.